Hey Pathways, what's going on? Pastor Michael here. We're excited for this month's edition of Table Talk. Uh, I'm actually sitting down with Rebecca. Say hi to everybody from Hey Mom everybody, Rebecca. great to be here. She is our, our children's director. Um, and, you know, it's the the first month of the year. You know, a lot of people connect January to New Year, New Me, right? We're going to change something about us. We're going to maybe go to the gym more. Uh, maybe we're going to eat healthier, uh, whatever the case may be. And so I thought it'd be fun for this month um, if we as parents sat down and had a conversation about habits, right? Um, and, and yes, there's all the fun habits like, you know, going to the gym, brushing your teeth, all that stuff. But um we also create habits in our kids, and this is especially true of, of godly habits. So I'm excited to be talking this month about habits. It's a great topic, habits. It's a it's a really big topic. There's a lot to talk about in it. Um, so habits, Michael, why do they matter? Why do habits matter in our lives? Yeah. Uh, well, so first off, looking at at habits, I think it's best to define like what is a habit? What's, uh, you know, what does it actually look like? So habits are natural leanings that are created by schedule, repetition, and priority. Those three, uh, schedule, repetition, priority. Uh, and you really kind of have to have all three of those things. So an example of this would be like brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth every day is a habit. Why? It's scheduled. You do it the same time. It's repeated, right? You do it the same way every single day. Um, and it also shows your priorities. Another would be uh, because I have a kid who's uh, trained to, you know, go to the bathroom on the potty, uh, flushing the toilet, right? We yeah, flush the toilet every <laughs> single time, right? That's a big one. Um, and so anything you do that connects to these three are a habit. So, I mean, potentially here's some ones that you probably don't think of, like working late. Working late can be a habit, right? If it's something that you schedule sure constantly, yep. uh, mm -hmm. it's it's repeated and it shows your priorities. Or uh, maybe it's picking up your, your phone when you get home. Even like when we pay the bills, a lot of times those are habits that we create. Right, because they're scheduled at a certain time of the month and you just know when to, uh, when to pay them. So... Uh, there's probably some listeners right now that are kind of wondering what uh, you have a routine, right? Your kids, you teach your kids a routine and how to do things and you teach them habits and they are two different things. So what is the difference between a habit and a routine? Well, a routine involves uh, repeated behavior. It's not necessarily performed in response to something that is like within us, like an impulse, like a habit is. Uh, like you can wash the dishes. But at my house, I mean, we can go like two days without washing dishes. And so it's something that is just not a habit. We don't do it at the same time every day in our house. Um, whereas a habit is something that's kind of ingrained into you. And it's something that you do, like you said above, by schedule, repetition, and by priority. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of, that, that difference, really the key between that difference is I think that priority, right? Because you can have stuff that's, you know, part of your routine that isn't really intentionally scheduled out. Um, but when you intentionally schedule it and you intentionally make priority, that's when it kind of turns into that, that habit, like you were, like you were saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the Bible lays out some, some, uh, biblical habit habits, uh, that we are called to have. For example, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 gives us these habits of rejoicing always, praying constantly, giving thanks and everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So so that's a there's a ton of biblical habits. And I think it we'll, we'll go through a couple of these really quick here. Um, and that's really what we want to get to the heart of. Because here's the deal. As a parent, um, I want my kids to brush their teeth. 
right? I want my kids Absolutely. to flush the toilet. I want yeah. my kids to do the dishes. Uh, above all, I want my kids to have a relationship with Jesus. That's my number one priority for everything in life is I want them to have that. Um, and you're right. The Bible lays out some biblical habits that we're called to have, right? Like you said, pray constantly, rejoice always, give thanks to everything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could go to a, a ton of different verses like uh, Psalm, Psalm 1 talks about the law of the Lord, right? Uh, it says this, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or set his foot on the path of sinners or seat, uh, sit at the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his, his law, he meditates day and night, right? This thought of reading our Bibles, we should be reading our Bibles day and night. It should be a habit for us, right? Yes, uh, That absolutely. is scheduled, that shows our priorities, right? Um, th that is something that we, we repeat over and over and over again. Uh, another thing that we see repeated over and over again in the Bible, we see is, is coming together, right? That as the church body, um, you know, look at Hebrews 10, 25, that it's not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Uh, another another habit that we're supposed to have as followers of Jesus, we see in Acts 2, right? The the church, they met together, right? This is kind of what we call our, our, our circle, right? We got a row, circle, chair, row being Sunday mornings, right? That's what we just talked about. Our, our chair being, right, reading the law, reading our Bibles, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, spending time in prayer, uh, but also the circle that there is, there's precedent in Acts that one of our biblical habits is we should meet together as small groups. And that's something that we do here at Pathways. So here, those are some biblical habits that we're called to have by the Bible. And, and really what we're trying to do is we're trying to connect those things uh, and, and connect all the dots for our kids that they pick up those habits. Right. Because when they're young, if you start modeling these things in your home, right, you think your kids see you reading the Bible, you take your kids to church that forms habits in them that they will continue after they leave your house, correct? Is this what yes. I'm hearing you saying? This yeah, will be yeah, absolutely. And, and it kind of gets to the heart of why it matters, right? Um, you know, I, I bet you right now, if you were to stop and think, you probably have different habits and different mannerisms and stuff that you learned um, as a kid, that when you look back at your childhood, there's things you picked up sure. that you do. Um, you know, this is a really funny example, um, but you know, over the past month or so, I've spent a ton of time with family, mm -hmm. you know, sure. <laughs> holidays and stuff. Um, and I have always walked on my tiptoes. No clue why. My son, really? Liam, if you see him in the church lobby, does the same exact thing. Um, and it's funny because as I was spending time around my parents, my dad also does it. And so I think it was something that I picked up from him just watching him as a kid and I started doing it and now my kid is is doing it. And that's like a really silly example, but there's a lot of that's habits that yeah. um, we carry into adulthood that we learn as as kids. Sure. One of the one of the habits that I kind of grew up with myself is before we left the house for anything, whether it was a vacation, whether it was just to be gone for the day, the house had to be spotless right? Mostly it was vacation. When we were yeah, gone, yeah. the house had to be spotless. Everything picked up, put in its place. We used to tease my mom and say it so that the robbers could get in and have a clean house. Yeah. <laughs> but I have found that carried over into my now, Yeah. Now that, now, now that you're in charge of right. the house and trying to clean the house, you're like, man, yep. I want to come back from my vacation to and a clean just, home yep. at, where everything is, is where... And I see my it kids doing the same thing now, too. When they go to camp, they leave for winter camp or summer camp, or when That's they leave funny. the house for extended extended period of time, they make sure their rooms are clean and tidy before they leave. <laughs> yeah. So really what we do is, as parents is we set 
habits for our kids. Um, you know, I, I think when we look at, you know, what we do with our, our kids and the schedule, especially at a young age, we are the ones that are setting the schedule. We're the ones setting right. the priorities in our kids' lives, the repetition, all of those things. So we are the ones setting um, the habits for our kids. Uh, and really, for you parents, the most important part of our parenting should be creating an environment where godly habits can grow, right? Where we can uh, create that kind of environment. You know, I, I think it's it's something where if we want our kids to go to church, if we want our kids, um, and, and this is where you kind of have to look long-term, mm -hmm, right? Tell mm -hmm. them being 18, them being them old, their own person, even 16, 17. Uh, if we want our kids to go to church, if we want them to have personal relationships with Jesus, if we want them to read the Bible, pray, um, we have to help create these habits uh, and, and teach those habits to our kids. Um, and I think this is where we, we need to get into um, a really important distinction because I think for a lot of us, when we talk about habits, it's really easy to fall into behavior modification. We're just trying to get sure. our kids to be good kids, right? Right. What we're just trying to, yeah, read your Bible so that you become a good kid. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, go to church because we want you to be a good kid. You see, we, we want kids to have godly habits to discover Jesus and not to be good kids. So the main goal of parenting is not to have good kids. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Yes. The main <laughs> main goal. Right. Yeah. That's that. There's a bunch of parents that are out there that are just absolutely relieved right now. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry. We're good. But, you, you know, the reality is that um, there's a lot of kids that were yeah. good kids that as adults have walked away from the faith. Right. Um, there's a lot of programs you can put your kid into to make them into a good kid, right? If you want a good kid, put them in the Boy Scouts, put them in, you know, put them in um, karate, karate or like something like, some, like that. Some, there's right, so many right. places that right. will teach them behavior uh, modification. We don't want to teach them behavior modification at home. We want them to discover Jesus because uh, that's what's going to stick, right? Right. They may honor authority right now and be a good kid, but when they are their own authority, that's when those habits and the, the, the condition of their heart is going to come out and you're going to begin to, to see that. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, so it, habits, right? When we, when we start habits with our kids when they're young, do most of those habits carry through to adulthood? You know, it's a, it's a really good question. I think it depends on why we're doing it. Um, so for us, it's really easy uh, to set habits as parents that lose sight of the real reason that we're doing something. So we as parents, uh, whether you have a toddler um, or you have a teenager, we as parents need to ride the line. Uh, there's this really thin line. And if you talk to anybody um, that ha has grown up in the, in the church, they usually fall somewhere in between here. But we need to ride this line that's between legalism and setting our kids up with the tools and habits for success. Ah, that's a good, that's, right? a, that's a very good observation of writing that line. Right. We got to be on that, that line where it's, because it's really easy to fall into legalism, into this, you need to do X, Y, Z, because I say so. Um, and that's great. They're going to listen to you until they're 16. And then right. they're going to go, right. you know what? You're not really my authority anymore. Right. I, I can do, you know, what I want. And really it's the, it's really that difference between creating a habit for the wrong reason versus, you know, the right reason. So uh, a good example of this would be like, okay, going to the gym, right? Going to the gym to get 
stronger and healthier and better serve your family, like that's a really good reason to go to the gym. On the flip side, you know, a, maybe a not so great reason to go to the gym is to get away from your kids, get away from oh, your family, yeah, right? Yeah. They're probably yeah. going to reach in the in the immediate time. They're probably going to uh, accomplish the same thing. You're going to end up in the gym. But the reality is that over time, you're communicating to your family through those those habits, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Absolutely. I would not have thought of the gym as an example like that. But that is right. You're there for the same purpose, right? You're, right? You're to there, go to the gym. But the, totally. the, purpose, the reason for doing it is completely different. So uh, maybe another example is, we, you know, we've been talking about it a lot, but like brush your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you're brushing your teeth for the wrong reason, you, you still might accomplish it. But then as you get older, if you don't want to accomplish that reason, you're not going to brush your teeth gonna, anymore. It's not going right? to matter anymore. Right? Right? If, if, you're, matter. if you're just trying to not to get something out of the prize bucket at the, the dentist, when they get rid of the prize bucket, you're going to stop brushing your teeth because going to the dentist becomes a lot less fun. Trust me. I, I, can, I can tell you that much, right? Um, and so much of this, when we look at habits, it's actually reliant on the way that we communicate this to our kids, right? The, the communication is really what defines that line of being um, legalistic versus just trying to create those good habits. Um, and it really comes back to how we handle our kids talking back to us, uh, how we handle our kids questioning, right? Sure, um, right. You know, I, I think one of the things that sometimes parents and myself include can fall into is the do it because I said so, right? I have been you, guilty of saying right? that. Just, just when do my it because I, little, yeah. especially when they're young yep, and they're asking yep. why for everything. Right. Uh, but the problem is that you may be setting up habits and, and sometimes setting up biblical habits that are done for the, the completely wrong reason, right? So uh, I, I think, you know, going back to the brush your teeth analogy, right? If your kid says, why do I have to brush my teeth? When you say, because I said so, it might create a habit. But it's a habit that's only there until your authority's gone, right? Because yeah, now the authority's wow. gone. So my parents are no longer telling me I have to do this thing, so I don't have to, right? Versus why do I need to brush my teeth? Because if you don't brush your teeth, you, you're going to get cavities. You're going to have dental issues. And you're, you know, someday you're going to end up paying for those dental, have fake those teeth dental someday, issues, right? Right? <laughs> right? Now that is connecting the habits we have to something that is, it's not based on our authority. Mm -hmm. It's based on on kind of the, the reason and logic, right? Now, the same is true of reading our Bibles or any sort of biblical habit, right? If you as a parent are standing there and saying, uh, you need to read your Bible, and they go, why? And you say, well, because I told you so. You just put an expiration date on the purpose of reading the Bible. And that is not going to be good. No, that's scary right? as that's a parent. Scary. That's yeah, scary. Yeah. Versus if you say, you know, if you can go, why? Why do we read the Bible? Because... Guys, the, the Bible helps us understand ourselves and our problems. And, you know, this is an opportunity for you to kind of get personal with your, your kids and say, look, don't you want to know the God who designed you, right? Wouldn't you love to get to know Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. You've heard about Jesus your entire life. This is how we get to know him is by reading his words, by reading this, this book, this Bible. What you're doing is you're creating a habit, right, through the, 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 the purpose and the intentionality and all of that. But it's a habit that doesn't have an end date on it. It's not dependent on you saying, go read your Bible. It's something that they are now choosing to do, right? They're choosing to, to make that 
happen. Yeah, I just ironically had a conversation yesterday with my 17-year-old about this specific thing, right? We've grown up, she's grown up in a home reading the Bible, knowing why we read the Bible. And just yesterday, she was talking about a worldly type problem. And I said, well, the world is saying this, but what does God's word say, right? Yeah. Where's this habit come into play of you looking to God's word to answer that question that you have? And I was able to really have a good conversation with her about the world says this, but God's word is truth. And right. this is what you should be going to. This is the habit that you should be ha- you should have formed and you should be using. And it's a good reminder to parents for when you have conversations like that, um, if you don't have the habit yourself, right, if you don't see the Bible as authoritative, um, I, I work with teenagers every day. I can tell you that teenagers will see right through that smokescreen. They will see right through the whole, oh, well, you should go to the Bible and read it. Um, if they see your Bible sitting on the shelf and it's covered in dust and yeah. you haven't touched it, right? they're going to go, uh, I'm not doing something that you're not. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be willing to, to do that if you're not willing to do that. And so as far as the why, it's, you're creating those habits that your kid is going to have in the longevity. And it all comes down to why are we creating these habits in the first place? Are we creating them because we want good kids? Are we creating them because we want kids to uh, listen to us? Or are we creating them because we want our kids to be set up well? So that Because the, the reality is that 18 is coming. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a, some curriculum that says it's just a phase, right? Mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm, orange curriculum right. is huge on this thought of, well, it's just, it's just a phase. We, and, and it's so true. We only have so long with our, our kids and we can't risk not starting something today because the, the time is, time is taken, right? We are losing time with our kids. And so as parents, as we ask the question of why do those habits matter? I think it's also really important that we look at, um, you know, the reason behind why we we want them to have habits in the first place, because, You've got two answers, and they may lead to the same immediate end, but in longevity, one is creating a habit for the right reason, and one is for the wrong. Yeah, that's that's whew, that's a heavy, really kind of a heavy thought to know that habits, a lot of your kids' godly spiritual habits are going to come as a result of what they're watching you do as parents. So important that we are doing those things as parents, that we're picking up our Bible, that we're modeling prayer, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Your so, kids are watching you. They, they are They are definitely, uh, definitely watching you for sure. I mean, even last night, uh, my wife was at her small group, um, and we had somebody get pulled over and there's a whole bunch of stuff outside of our house. Okay, sure. And I opened up the window and I said, holy cow. And my, my little son, Liam, immediately, holy cow. <laughs> like they're watching you. They want to do what you want to do. They are uh, sponges. They're yes. sponges taking in everything, especially the little ones like that. <laughs> and every, the same is true of, you know, the biblical habits. Every time that I, I, my wife has got her Bible open on the, you know, in, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. Liam and Levi will eventually, they'll, they'll be playing for a while, but they'll eventually come over and, and want to read their Bible because sure, they're seeing true. that modeled, right? It's being modeled. All right, Michael. So we've talked a lot about why habits matter, right? Why we want to have good habits, healthy habits. You've made the gym example, stuff like that. Why we want to have good habits. But how, practical sense, how do we create godly habits in our kids? Yeah. Um, I think it goes back to those those big three, right? The schedule, repetition, priority. Those three things are things that we need to be thinking about constantly. And uh, the other thing that's, that we, we know is reality is it's different for every home. 
It's different for every situation. Um, this is going to look way different um, for a single mother than it will for somebody that has two parents at home. Absolutely. It's going to look different for a blending, blended family. Like it, it's, it's different for every single home situation, right? But I think in general, when we look at it, there's some stuff that we definitely can do to make sure that we are creating godly, godly habits, right? So a couple things. The first is this. Obviously, be a good role model, right? Right. Be, uh, be the, show the kids the habits that you want to see, right? Right. If you want them to read their Bibles, you better be reading your Bibles. Um, and, and you want to be doing that somewhere where they're seeing that. If you want uh, them to pray, you need to pray. Uh, right. And things like we could be teaching our kids, right, the habits of serving others, right? In yeah. the church world, we talk a lot about serving others, and we're here to serve others and to bring the gospel. And um, I really think serving is a big one. It's how we talk to other people, right? That creates a habit in kids. Like I shouldn't yeah. be yelling at somebody or I shouldn't be talking unkind to somebody or gossiping about somebody, right? Those are all those right. are all ways to create godly habits, habits in your kids with being a good role model, yeah. Um, another way, right, is to teach specific and intentional tactics yes. on how to create these godly habits. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to teaching the specific and intentional tactics, this again gets back to the why, right? Because if you're just telling your kids, read your Bible, if you're just telling your kids, pray, if you're just telling your kids serve and they don't see how they can do those things, mm -hmm. they're not mm -hmm. going to do them. So you need to get intentional about teaching your kids how to read the Bible. Um, you know, for, for toddlers, one of my favorite things is a Jesus Storybook Bible. Yeah, it's um, a great one. It's a great because one. Because it connects yeah. back to Jesus at the end of every story. Um, and so when I'm teaching my kids that, they're, they're tiny. They're probably not catching most of it. Um, but what I'm trying to do with them is I'm trying to teach them this specific tactic. It's mm -hmm. something that I do when I look at scripture is where's Jesus in this? When I read the story of, 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 you know, Daniel, the lion's den, where's Jesus in this? Where do we, where do we see Jesus in this story? And sure. that Bible yep. will tell you at the end where they, they see Jesus. But I'm trying to teach my kids that throughout the entire Bible, the entire story um, of really the old and new Testament that they're looking for Jesus throughout the entire Bible. So uh, your goal is kind of teach those specific and intentional things. If you need uh, more information on that, Orange has got some good stuff out there. Um, I, I know that there's uh, a, a ton of different, um, you know, like the SOAP method. If you have, have students, this is one of the methods we use, right? It's scripture, observation, application, prayer. Uh, these are uh, specific and intentional things that you can begin to teach your your kids that's going to allow them to connect um, connect themselves to that that habit. I don't want to take a lot of time on that, but this, can can you expand on the soap method just just a little bit so our yeah. people that are listening can understand a little bit more what that means? Yeah. So the soap method is something that we use with students. You could use it with with kids Anybody, as well. Sure. Yep. Um, but it's it's four letters it's scripture observation application prayer um and it's it's a way of looking at a passage from the bible um and breaking it down into a way that kids can understand it so you're taking taking first off the the scripture um this is something i would encourage if you have kids do this with your kids mm -hmm. take a chapter of the bible and read it out and then ask them this question what did you think was really cool from that passage that's awesome what stood out awesome to you question. right that's what that s stands for is what what piece of the scripture mm -hmm. 
is interesting to you, right? Um, you know, so you could do that with pretty much really any any passage, but it allows them to look at it and go, okay, all right, scripture, this stood out to me a ton. And then you go to observation. Now in observation, this is kind of where your kids get to play detective a little bit. So you get to basically have them ask some questions about that scripture. And, and depending on the age of the kids, sometimes you have to pull them out, pull it out of them a little bit more. So, you know, what do you think this word means, right? What, what do you think the word justification means? That's a huge word. What does that mean? Yeah. Right? You have to help a toddler with that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, just little things like that. Right. Um, but allowing them to make observations about this. And sometimes this is where as a parent, you get to kind of come alongside and you get to have some of your observations, right? And so if I'm trying to teach my kids, for example, where to see Jesus in this, maybe one of my observations is, wow, look at this. I see Jesus in this piece of the scripture. You see the way that God is talking about rescuing them? That's Jesus. Jesus is coming to rescue us, right? Sure. Right, Jesus came right. and died on the cross for us, right? So there's your observation. A is application. How they're going to apply it, right? Right, how, yeah. how you apply it to their life. And this is great. It doesn't work for, for toddlers, but for, for kids and for students, uh, you can take a look at a passage and go, okay, yeah, yeah, that thing that you thought was really interesting, how does this apply to your life? Um, you know, so maybe maybe it's something that talks about lying. You know, oh, you can, you know, one. a passage that talks about lying. Like you can say, hey, how, how, does this, how does this apply to your life? Do you struggle with lying? Do you, right? So mm -hmm. it, it allows sure. them to work through that. And then prayer, right? You're bookending it with this prayer. And one of the things that I would challenge um, parents to do is, especially with kids and students, have them write out prayer. Um, so many times when we think about prayer, we're thinking about it through the lens of, um, you know, we just sit down and we pray, right? But the reality is um, that our kids aren't necessarily going to learn how to pray until they see it written out. Right, right. It, it shows them how prayer is structured, right? Yeah, we had a prayer journal at home. When my kids were growing up, we had a prayer journal. And the kids would ask me, they're like, why are we writing this down? Why do we have a prayer journal when we're praying about something and then we move on? And I said, no, the prayer journal is so that we can look back at those yep. prayer requests and see how God showed up, how God answered them, all that kind of stuff. And I just think it's a really, that's that's a habit builder, right? We, we built a habit in this is right. how you do this in order to see God at work. And that goes back to being that good role model where you go, you know, if you have, as a parent have this value or you have this thought or this, make sure that you're going back and doing it and make sure that they see, because um, that's part of part of modeling is, is to make sure that they actually see you going back to see you praying. And maybe it's family prayer time. Maybe you're whipping out that prayer journal um, before you eat. You're saying, hey, we're going to pray over these three things because these three things are things that um, I, I, we've talked about in the past little bit yep. here, right? Yeah. Right in front of them. They're seeing them, that. You want them to see how God shows up, how God shows up in their lives, in their parents' lives, in the lives of people they love. Absolutely. Um, and then a, another thing I would say is, you know, how do we create those? Have spiritual conversations often. Um, you know, make sure that you are having conversations with the kids about about spiritual things as much as you as you can. And then uh, finally, the last thing I want to give you for, how do we create godly habits in our kids is schedule. Um, you, you and I, as, as parents, you know, for anybody listening to this, we need to schedule out and be intentional. Um, cause how many, of you, how many of us know that if you don't schedule something, a lot of times it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's not on my calendar. It doesn't happen. Right. Yep. And so we, as, uh, as, as leaders of our, our households, we need to make sure that we are scheduling out, um, 
every single spiritual discipline that we want our kids to catch on to, right? So schedule out times where, you know, and, and maybe this, this is where it gets a little bit harder, right? Because ideally, yes, everybody sits down in the morning and we're going to read our Bibles together. Um, that works in about maybe 2% of families. Um, and that's like a a perfect scenario, but maybe it's, Hey, every Saturday morning, we as a family are going to have a special little breakfast. Um, we're going to make whatever the kid's favorite is, and we're going to sit down and read the Bible together. Right. Even if it's not every day, now they're seeing this habit be built, right? Right, because I don't think uh, there's a lot of right. There's a lot of families. They're super busy. Whether they have toddlers, whether they have elementary kids, whether they have high school kids, they're busy. Right, the world is busy right now. We're run into this activity, run into that activity, and there may be people that are like, "Oh, I can't do this every day. I can only do this on Saturday morning." Is this still going to create an effective habit for my kids? I say, absolutely. You're still setting that time, and setting that. Um, priority to that, like you said, Saturday morning, we're going to sit down and this is what we're going to do one day a week. If that's all you have, if that's, to all, make we, that yeah, a priority, if that's all you have, take advantage take of that the time, you know, and, and that should be encouragement. If you're somebody that, you know, you split family or whatever the case may be. And you only, maybe you only have your, your kids on weekends, every other weekend or something, right? right? That's a cool opportunity. And, and I don't think some people realize this, but that's a cool opportunity for your kids to be there, right? To show up to your home, even if it's just those weekends, and see the difference between uh, the way the world is living and how different it is when you they, they come to your home. Yep. And the love and the, the, the fruits of the Spirit that are being creative created by the Holy Spirit working in your home. Back to that role model. Lives. Back yep. to that positive role model that they see, whether it's every other weekend or every other or every day. Yep, it's all the way back there. Um, so we're almost out of time here, but before we go, something we've been trying to do is, uh, cause we know that we have people all the way from birth to teens, uh, that listen to this, this podcast. And so I want to just break down really quick. If you had to give a simple thought of, you know, in the, the, how do we create godly habits, some really important things to keep in mind for different ages. So, um, let's start with elementary, Rebecca, how do you create, um, you know, those godly habits? If you had to like break it down to two things that they need to focus on, what would it look like? Two things. I think two of the key things for elementary would be consistency, to consistently be showing up consistently, like you said, be scheduling these things so they become part of a habit consistently, read your Bible, take your kids to church, that kind of stuff. Um, And intentionality, be intentional about the time that you have, be intentional about being a good role model. Be intentional about your kids seeing you. Read your Bible. Yeah. Be intentional about You get up in the morning, right? You don't want to go to church because it's super early and you're tired. Be intentional about taking your kid to church. Yep. And that kind of it kind of goes into kind of like what we call the, the big three, but um, being consistent and intentional with the time you do have. Instead of being worried about the time you don't have, you always have three three periods of time, right? Drive time, you have bedtime, you have mealtime, three times that you can sit down with your kids and be intentional and consistent. Yeah, I love that. Great things because most parents are tucking their toddlers into bed. You have a couple minutes before they drift off to sleep to pray with them or to talk about how how God worked today. And even in even as small as two, yeah. right, they can understand it. Absolutely. One, two years old can understand Absolutely that. Absolutely, they can. Um, and then, so when we look at teens, right, mm-hmm. um, 
kind of the, the joke that comes to mind is that teens and toddlers are actually very similar when it comes to creating habits. Um, because for both of them, modeling is key. Um, for your those of you who have teenagers, um, you're, you're going to have to model these things to your, your kids because they need to see it working in your life before they're willing to do it. Um, and also, this is where the why becomes extremely crucial, right? Because you're coming into those forming years where they want to know, why, why, why should I read my Bible, right? right? Uh, wh why should I, you know, why should I go to church? I can just do it online, right? I could, you know, I, I could, I'll just, I'll just watch, an, you know, an online sermon from, you know, Stephen Furtick or somewhere else, sure. you know, later on, right? But making them understand like, no, you need to be part of a Christian community, right? Um, it's one of the, the cool things we have at, at Pathways. Even if you are, I, I know that there may be some people that join us online every weekend that are part of that listening to this podcast, right? You're still part of a Christian community. And um, so, you know, for, for teens, modeling is big. The why is is huge. Make sure that they know why they're doing things. Um, because if you don't tell them the why behind it, it will become a, well, because mom and dad said so. Right. I go to church. Why? Because my parents go to church. If you were to ask um, anybody who's a Christian in like their early 20s, um, why are you a Christian? You will hear that answer over and over again. I, I guess my mom and dad made me go. Like my mom and dad, I was raised in the church, right? That's how I grew up, and right? We don't right. want, like, that's not a bad answer, but we don't want that to be the answer that our kids say because that's based off our authority. We want it to be based off of, yeah, I'm a Christian because I love Jesus and because my parents brought me up in an environment where I could meet Jesus. Um, and so just kind of to round that out, toddlers, model. Model everything you can to them. And also have fun. Have oh, fun with yeah. your toddlers, uh, especially when it comes to the Bible. Connect it to something um, something fun, right? So uh, my boys are really into the, the story of the fall with a snake. Uh, that seems to be the place they always want to go to. Uh, they love the snake. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> And so maybe what that looks like is is this. If they're focused in on that, let's take them to a museum that has snakes and go, hey, you, you see, this is this is just like the story we read in the Bible. And you know, the, the snake tempted us. Well, we can't be listening to um we can't be listening to what you know the devil's trying to tell us, right? This is opportunities we have to basically connect what they're learning and their habits to fun. If we can connect yeah. their habits to the why, connect it to the fun, you're gonna see kids that just love doing those habits and love being a part of it because they know that it's connected to something real and that their parents care about it, right? You taking that intentional time to go, you know what? My kids really love it. So like one of the things that has been that, that you could do as a parent, this would be like an incredible thing for you that would just like blow your kids' minds. If your kids really love the ark, go to the ark, ark museum oh, yeah, and, and show them the list. ark. Like, yeah. <laughs> how cool would that be? They would forever remember that and it would just make the Bible so much more real. So it, not everybody has the budget to do that, right? But find ways that you can connect. This is where we get to be creative as parents and intentional. Find ways to connect the story. So maybe you love the ark story um, and you're going to put them in the bathtub and you're going to build your be own. Like, this is my, this is the ark. And, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be, make it fun because when you connect those habits to fun, you're going to see your kids actually want to. Oh, and to toddlers specifically with that fun, they want to know more, right? They want right. it, it, they it drives have them fun. to know more, right? If yeah. mom and dad, 
man, if mom and dad took us to the museum when we love this, what's going to happen when they, when, when I find the story of Daniel in the lion's den, there's lions. Like, they're going to yeah. take me to the zoo. They're going to like, this is going to be awesome. I want to do this. I want to read more. What, where else are my parents going to take me? This. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but connect it to fun. Um, so I, I hope, you know, we're, we're about out of time here, but I, I really hope that for parents, you guys, um, that this conversation just is, it's the beginning of a conversation. Like we could go so deep into the habits we have and why we have them and how we create them. But I hope this just for parents, it gets you thinking, maybe what you can start by doing is um, take a look at your schedule and go, hey, where can we add some intentional moments uh, with our family to create these biblical concepts? Yeah, start small, right? You can start small. Habits are not formed in a day. It doesn't right. take a day for a habit. Start small. Start with what you have time to do. It's better to start small and be consistent than for you to try to like shoot the moon and then get it up, all in and, and then, then end up failing, right? Yeah. You then know, you don't it's, do it's anything, just, right? Just do what you can right now and you'll see those habits begin to grow, right? You're going to start to see your kids reading their Bible more. They're going to start to see your kids, um, you know, bringing, if they're toddlers, bringing their Bible to you because they want to read it, because they want to learn more, because it, you're, you're creating those habits. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Um, you know, before we go, a couple of resources, a couple of places you could, you could go to to get some more information as far as habits, as far as how we create um how we create these intentionally. Uh, one of those resources, I'm going to say it right now, is the church body. Um, you know, for I, I think for a lot of parents, we like to isolate ourselves. Go and find people in our church uh, that, that have done this before, that have seen this before. We have some incredible people that have raised some amazing kids in this church and have created intentional habits in them. Go and find some of them. Um, you know, another podcast I really love is uh, Natasha Crane. She's got some incredible content when it comes to creating godly habits um, in your your kids. And then, of course, um, Orange has a book called It's Just a Phase. And that is a, a good book for, for us as parents just to be reminded of the important things that we need to be telling our kids as they get older. Uh, with that being said, we are glad that you you joined us and we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. On Table Talk.